time become death, the destroyer of worlds. Casting from the deep depths of cyberspace, this is Darn IT Podcast, Cybersecurity Made Simple, and I'm your host, Darnie G., Chief Technical Architect of Darn IT Group. Great. Now, Episode 5. This is a important episode due to the fact that this topic is really important for any size organization, big or small. So, do you ever notice uh, that you're unprepared for certain things in your life? That could be, you know, friends, family, certain things that just sort of pop up out of nowhere. When it comes to your business, when it comes to creating a business continuity plan, really it comes down to not being ready for such disaster. And from my experience, things happen when A, you least expect it, or B, when you're not ready for it. And that's the reason why I'm making this podcast is because of making sure that you all understand the importance of this because I can't tell you the amount of small to medium-sized organizations that we deal with that do not have an adequate plan in place uh, for their infrastructure and their company. So what business continuity is, is essentially maintaining business functions or quickly resuming after a major major disruption. So that could be either a fire, flood, or malicious cyber attack from criminals. So when it comes down to creating a proper continuity plan for your business, there's a lot of things at play here. So when you look at your organization, you have to understand that your business is different than your competitors or another business. So trying to align this process and model this alongside someone else is probably not the most key thing here because at the end of the day, when your business does get attacked, the resilience of this plan will really come down to how well it's planned, written, and tested. So really outlining the procedures that must be made is really the key fact here because when it comes down to a disaster, there's some key personnel who need to be aware of this, uh, certain business functions that need to be restarted or halted. It really all depends on your type of business. But really, it comes down to having those instructions that the organization must follow uh, in face of such disasters. So making sure it covers the business processes, uh, the assets, the human resources, uh, business partners, vendors, and more are really keeping the entire sort of engine running when it when a disaster strikes. Because typically speaking, when a business undergoes a cyber attack or a major natural disaster, from the top down, most people don't know what to do. They're all leaning on each other to figure out what's to happen, but it's complete chaos. It's the same thing if there was an accident uh, with your vehicle. People really don't know what to do because they're still afraid by the actual impact that the brain process isn't really working properly. And that pretty much is the same analogy for when a business gets breached or attacked. 
And if these processes are not written, written down, um, if this actual uh, simulation isn't made in terms of testing the plan out before, really, it, it's a really hard concept to grasp if you're not prepared and if the entire organization is not prepared. So the let me make this clear though, disaster recovery is not as the same as a business continuity plan. So a disaster recovery plan is not the same as a business continuity plan. Um, disaster recovery focuses on maintaining and restoring IT infrastructure and options after a crisis. Um, one part of the entire business continuity plan. So in, in whole, uh, business continuity looks at the continuity of the entire organization. So I understand that we focus on IT and cybersecurity here at Darn IT Podcast, but I really want to take a step back here and focus on the entire organization because really a lot of this does fall on the IT department's shoulders when it comes to creating a disaster recovery plan. And that's very key, which I can get into detail in another podcast, but really I wanna look from the outside in for any size organization, because some of you may not be IT focused. Some of you may not be C-level. So understanding that when you get a better perspective of your entire organization, that is really the key in protecting your business because you see everything in a tire shot. So um, what we do here too is essentially do a business impact analysis, which abbreviates to BIA, uh, identifies the impact of a sudden loss of business functions quantified as a cost. And I love doing this myself because when you sit down with C-levels, especially the, the chief financial officers, when you can quantify a dollar amount of what will impact the business if this business undergoes a critical loss or it goes through an event. So if the business um, gets hit with a tornado, for example, or gets hit with a cyber attack, understanding what the actual dollar amount is from that loss, from the impact analysis statements, it will really kind of give a perspective on why the business and organization should invest in these technologies and these methods, or even go through the effort. Because when you look at your bottom line, if that is something that's going to be heavily impacted after a breach or a loss, that's when the wheels will start turning when to say, okay, now it's time to invest in proper infrastructure. Now it's time to invest in proper procedures or awareness training because that is really the key thing and also helps the organization evaluate if you should really outsource sort of the non-core activities in your business continuity plan. And also getting the oversight to determine which is most important because like I said earlier, you cannot just slap a blanket a continuity plan over the business and assume, oh, okay, well, our competitors use this, let's do that. It's, it's not usually the same case. So it really comes down to understanding that it's not just about the, the actual money, but it's also about the process in place too. So the money aspect sort of covers the initial sort of what we need to do and maybe raise some eyebrows, but at the same time, you have to look more into the plan and which departments you want to sort of source. Business to large corporations after a adverse event, 
this will really test your solutions in real life. So this is the not the best part to actually test your business continuity plan when you are faced with something. The importance of actually testing this out is very key and I'll get into that in a moment. But I just want to illustrate here is that no matter the size of the business, there will be a time where your systems will be tested. And it's not a matter of if, it's always a matter of when. And a question I get asked a lot is, you know, should you rely on IT to implement the business continuity solutions? Uh, that's a yes and no answer because the IT will understand sort of the intimate level of the infrastructure themselves, but they may not really realize the entire business process. So they may see, they may see it in sort of a, a focused mindset, which is great. Uh, I've seen some IT personnel who actually can think outside of the box, but not everyone's the same. So understanding that IT is a crucial part of this, this important cog in the wheel, as you will, but you need to also rely on senior management. You also have to rely on HR or ops or any other department that must be in the know of all this. They have to be relied on in creating this backup continuity plan because it really helps illustrate the importance of if a disaster does strike, what each each party's responsibilities are in the event of a disaster. So really the, the future of the business depends on these people and processes to actually fundamentally work. So it isn't something just to just glance over and gloss over because really these people need to be involved no matter what. Um, some of the losses that you can uh, get from an event, no matter if it's a disaster, a natural disaster or a cyber disaster, can be anywhere uh, around the lines of financial, legal, reputational, and regulatory. And your business may fit in one or two of these. Your business may fit in all of, the, all of these aspects. But at the end of the day, it's either financial and reputational damage that really hits at home to any size business because you don't want to be the business who gets breached or taken down and have to explain to your entire customer base that there was an event that happened and uh, we don't know, or you're waiting you know, two to three, four weeks before something gets fixed. And once you have a plan in place, this will be part of the continuity plan is after disaster strikes, who should be notified at what time and, and how the verbiage will be made. So you're not waiting uh, days and weeks before issuing something. It's pretty straightforward. Um, it's out in the market already and people will be notified who need to be notified depending on the type of business you run. So some six steps that I can say to sort of look at when you're creating your business continuity plan is number one, identify the scope of the plan. Think about sort of what you're trying to ascertain with the business continuity plan. Uh, step two is identify the key business areas. And this is very important because really you have to look at each department as its own silo, but it's part of the bigger picture. So identify those key areas will help uh, bring in all the actual management or the key personnel who need to have that discussion uh, and identify critical functions. So look at uh, processes with the business, either that be technological or that be through procedural look at those critical functions because each each business has critical critical functions 
Like for example, if it's a power plant, for instance, if a power plant goes down, obviously, you know, people won't get power and that's the most extreme case, but just think about where the critical functions lay in your business and focus on those when you're developing the continuity plan around it. Number four, identified dependencies between the uh, business organization and the functions. So look at sort of a holistic uh, approach when it comes to the dependencies and say, if, for example, IT goes down, if the servers go down, uh, how does that impact uh, human resources? How does that affect the sales department? How does that affect senior management? So you have to take a one, two step look at if this process fails, how will it affect the entire organization? And that will give you a better idea of sort of the risk that could be obtained when it comes to a breach. Um, looking at acceptable loss for each critical function. So look at what sort of downtime is acceptable, like I said earlier. So look at what you could potentially go down because some businesses can be down for a day and still be okay. But some businesses can't be down for more than 20 minutes. So you have to identify the acceptable downtime uh, after disaster. And that has to be included in the continuity plan. And uh, create a plan to maintain operations. So when, you know, everything goes down, the, the system is failed, you can't work. Inside the plan, make sure you're able to maintain your work, your job, your business functions while you're down, while you're trying to fix the problem at hand. Next is to always test your systems. So I always think that having a technology in place is great. Having something implemented is nice. Uh, if IT says, okay, we have super redundant backup on our servers, we're on the cloud, we're on-prem, we're hybrid, whatever, all that is nice and cute. But if you don't test your backup plans, you really won't know how they will react upon a disaster. So for example, uh, what what I did personally was uh, got a uh, got to a company who said that we're okay, whatever. I said, let me just run this on your organization just to test the waters as you bet, just to make a quick test of your actual infrastructure. I didn't do this during operating hours, but I did this at an evening where the IT manager was okay at me running the simulation. So basically it was a simulated ransomware attack. And uh, they had a on-prem and uh, off-site server. This this uh, fake ransomware basically encrypted all the information on the local local server and all the information on the cloud server. And the IT managers draw just dropped on the floor because he didn't realize that this type of infection or simulated infection could go up to the cloud because his thought was, well, we have redundant data on-prem and on the cloud and they basically synchronize. So that means it's okay because something would happen to the servers here on site, WikiLeaks backup from cloud. And that wasn't the case. So doing these sort of exercises, um, there's a few exercises I can recommend like a tabletop exercise. So basically take all the, the key elements of the personnel into a conference room, for example, and look at all the gaps, um, look at all the business units um, that are representative of your business and talk about things that could go wrong if this failed or this didn't work or or that person didn't work or failed or died or something like that. Look at the entire business process and do a tabletop exercise. 
that's the only way you're going to sit down with key personnel to determine if the actual plan, the continuity plan that's already in place is going to work. Um, you know, do a walkthrough of the entire process, you know, just look at the weaknesses in each component. Look at, uh, if this happens, then what will happen next? If this, this happens to this person, what will happen next? Have some sort of walkthrough of the entire infrastructure of the entire processes. So it really helps you understand the, the weaknesses in the, in the chain, as you will, to make sure if that does happen in real life, that there is something to recover or there's a process in place to make sure that loss is minimized and a disaster simulation testing. So I would suggest once a year, uh, if, if it's critical infrastructure to, uh, to take, uh, to make some sort of test, a simulated disaster, as you will, uh, of all the equipment, of all the supplies, the personnel, vendors, whoever, keep everything in motion when it comes to this disaster. It's just like a fire plan. If you have a fire plan for a high rise building and you don't do, um, you know, fire emergency evacuation drills in the event of a fire, people will not know what to do or where to go. And there will be more loss of life. So think of that same concept when it comes to the simulation testing, making sure that the fire is burning in the sort of technological building and make sure that everything's evacuated properly. All the personnel are identified and notified and there's a process in place and do that sort of in real life with your technology because really don't get stale. There are companies who do invest a lot of time and effort into these plans, but four to five years later, they don't really check the plans. They don't really do a disaster or tabletop or simulation at all. They just create the plan. They put it in a book and shove it on the shelf saying, okay, well, that's it. And that's, that's a no-go. That's a disaster waiting to happen because the point of these tests is to make sure that the business is prepared. Understand that, you know, you get new employees, you get new technology, technology re refreshes every four to five years. So it's not always the same thing. So don't let the plan get stale. Don't let the processes get stale. Think about the actual, the actual timeline. So do an annual test of your entire infrastructure, and that will essentially help your organization protect itself from failure. And lastly, and one thing I see all the time is don't have a casual attitude about it. Have the awareness in place because a lot of businesses think because they sort of aren't the critical assets, they're not a critical business that they sort of take a back seat to this and they find out the hard way, unfortunately. And that's where most of these costs amount to when it comes to cyber breaches is because a lot of businesses just take a casual look to it, even though they think they're overprepared, they have everything in place. They got all the solutions in place. They got the smartest people on the job. They think everything is hunky dory, but until something does happen, which will really test the organization in ways unimaginable, if they actually didn't take a proper or develop a proper business continuity plan and tested it annually. So, make sure that senior levels are on board and your users are on board and there's awareness training done on all levels. And again, I've seen this happen in so many instances where some businesses say, okay, we're going to do user awareness training, but just for the end users and management and C-level are kind of exempt. And I don't see them in the training and that kind of blows my mind. Let me make this clear. Every single level of an organization 
needs to be aware of this plan and everyone needs to know what they need to do for this plan. It's simple as that. And you cannot have any gaps. And if the senior levels or the lower levels are not aware of what to do in the event of a disaster, then it's going to cost your company time, money, uh, reputation, anything like that in the event of a disaster. So thank you for listening to Darn IT Podcast with Darnley G. If you like our show and want to know more, like or subscribe or please leave a review. Look both ways before crossing the information superhighway. Safe compute, everyone. Bye.